Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, Lauren Handel Zander is a life coach, university lecturer, public speaker, and the co-founder and chairwoman of Handel Group. This is an international corporate consulting and private coaching company based in New York City. Lauren is also the author of Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. This is a no-nonsense practical manual that helps readers figure out not just what they want out of life, but how to actually get there. She's literally spent the last two decades coaching thousands of private clients, entrepreneurs, couples, families, professors, politicians, and so on. This woman is incredible. Talk about really creating the life that you want. She's created these groundbreaking methodologies that she uses in the Handel method, which I'm a huge fan of, and I've actually had the privilege of practicing and studying, and I I really can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. She gives us so much great advice on how to really begin to create change immediately, and she's just such an incredible teacher, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. You will definitely want to get this book after you hear her talk and her tenacity, her passion, and her love for helping people all over the world. If you like this week's episode, please share with your friends, send us your comments, suggestions, or what you thought. You can rate it on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, listen on SoundCloud, everywhere and anywhere you want to listen and share this, please do. I cannot wait for you to hear this. Thank you so much for listening. So, you know, why don't we, we can start with talking or telling our audience about <laughs> How long did it take you to write this book, Lauren? Uh, this book took 20 years because uh, I did all I did all the work first, right? Everybody yeah. like I got, you know, I did all I did all the classes, I did the classes and the classes and the coaching and the coaching and then never stopped to write the book. And then was always like, when am I going to write the book? How am I going to write the book? The book. Right? right? right. And so eventually um, and then I, I'm not a writer, I'm a thinker and a talker, and then I can edit. How about that? Oh, How about wow. that difficulty? <laughs> right? And so then I had to finally find someone who I could work with yeah. that I didn't want to throw it out after. Uh, oh, Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so it, I... It, and it was hysterical how hard it was to find someone who I could truly write the right voice with, so it came out authentic. Oh, that's so great. And I, I mean, as, as I said, so a lot of, for the people out there that, uh, that live under a rock and don't know who you are, have not seen a show that you've been on, you've been on so many shows, you've written hundreds and thousands of articles, like all the work that you've done is, uh, just, it's, expansive and incredible. And so for the people that don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been working on and how you've uh, accumulated such a massive reach with what you do? So I uh, started in my late 20s and I want you know, with a commitment to help an individual design their life. Like I was never, I could not believe. So if you followed me around all through my life, I was mortified at how much better. Right. So from how come you're marrying that person when you're not even happy? How come you're like, why are you, why are you unhappy in your body? Right. Like, so I, I spent my life figuring out 
how to get a person to face what they weren't facing and where it came from. Mm. Like, oh, it's from your mother. Oh, it's because she was an addict. Oh, how do you forgive that? Oh, right. Like, so step by step by step, what's between you and dreaming your life and having that life? Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for 20 years with thousands of people Mm. and the people to do it. Right. So that's, if you followed my trail, you would discover that I am committed to people designing their life and their happiness. Wow. Yeah. And so for your, for yourself and your journey and, and doing this for as long as you have, what, what sort of, what continued to fuel this curiosity of working with people or being able to see people's potential and wanting to work with that? Because it's a special skill and it's a special gift that you have. You know, the most interesting, you know, people are, the amount of people who ask me if I get exhausted from my job or hearing all the stories, you know, do you understand, like, people yeah. are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, are you, <laughs> like, I can't think of anything better than the privilege of hearing an individual's life story. Like, for me, that's God, right? God is in the life story. I really love what you're saying about uh, it being God or it being, you know, just an external force that, that is coming through and, and speaking to you with the story. But how, have you always had that sense of connecting with people? Because what you do is so strongly rooted in connecting. You know, I don't think if, if you don't connect with people directly the way that you do, you can't get that story, right? Yes. It, it's, I, I, yeah, I have radical love for people mm. and, and, and not radical love for how I wish people would be, but radical love for the plight of being human. And then what, and then I want to teach you everything I know to, cause out of love, mm. right? And then the whole method is all about honoring life. Mm. It's not nice, right? It's not yeah. fun to put the cookie down. Right. It's not fun to, it's not fun to tell the truth sometimes. Right. Like, so I'm doing my darndest at making, you know, the work of dealing with being alive as entertaining and interesting and, and deep as it can be. But it's just, it's a, it's a privilege to coach someone to do the hard work Mm. and, and get people happy, even though it's a bitch. Yeah. Happy is a bitch. Being happy really means go to bed. Oh. Or you want to watch, you know, watch the next TV show, right? Like it, it means go sleep with your husband. You know, you, you know, it's like it means get up at six a.m. and go to go get on the bike. Yeah, right. When yeah. when right. So it, it's it's hysterical that I love that fight. Oh, that's so great. Well, it's important if that's if that's what you do. Can you tell us about the Handel method? Yes. I, my favorite subject. Uh, so the, my favorite subject. Okay, so the the handle method. I break life out into twelve different areas. Ask for a dream in each area, and then I ask you to rate your current life against that dream, and I ask you to explain why you gave that rating. Okay, and then what I and that's just section one. So if you want to like write that work alone, what you find, what I find is that most people can't dream. If you even wrote a dream, like when was the last time you wrote all 12 dreams out? What 12 dreams? What 12 areas? How do you, how do you even do that? And then even the greatest people who have truly successful lives can't write a dream for the life of them, even in areas they're successful in, wow. right? Because mostly they're scared. They're hoping it turns out. Fear is running a lot of people's lives. And the magnitude that fear is up our nose we don't even understand. So I get people to dream. I get them. And then what, if you hear why they gave a six to their sex life, right, then if you hear the reason why they gave it a six, what you'll be engaged in the next paragraph is all about why you can't have what you want. What are your theories? Well, how do you justify yourself? How do you explain yourself? How do you lie to yourself? Mm. Right? Not because you want to, not because you're trying not to have a great sex life, Everybody wants a great sex life. Who are you kidding? Right? Of course you would. Right? But something's up there. So the whole handout method is in is is getting you to know yourself in ways you don't. Mm. Okay. So that's section one. Section two is traits, parent traits. And the way you were raised, the culture, your heritage, your lineage like there is lineage and it is repeating. There is a world called epigenetics where behaviors are repeating. 
right? My father was stubborn. Yeah, he was. And guess who else is stubborn? Yes, I am, right? And mm-hmm. then, would you like to be married to me? Right? Not unless that thing was being managed well, right? So, right. you know, or else it would be terrible to be my child, right? I have three kids. You don't want to argue with me. You, want, <laughs> you, pray, I, you pray I listen, right? right? So, or else I will have a lousy relationship and blame the kid. Right. Right. So, so traits are very serious. I joke, I call them operating system. That's also true for your marriage trait. Like your, whatever marriage you were raised in or no marriage or my mother's on her third husband, men or women, sex, all of it. And you have to understand yourself. So it goes through that deeply in the book. I care about that very much. And then the final section is what I call hauntings. And your, people think they remember things for whatever reason you think you remember it. I think you remember things for very different reasons, mm-hmm. right? So what haunts you has shaped you, but why it's shaping you is very interesting when you put together the parent traits combined with your dreams that you're half, half fulfilling on, half not fulfilling on, let alone even letting yourself. Mm-hmm. That together, and you start to break out of that model. But, like, I put a model together that I explain so that you can start to have design rights. And then I teach what's called personal integrity. I care way more about your ability to keep a promise to yourself than I care about your ability to pick your kid up from school at 3 o'clock. You're good at that, right? But your ability to ask for what you need, oh, you're not so good at that, right? So there's where you where you're hurting yourself, not being true to your dreams, lost in whatever hauntings hit you throughout your life and not breaking out of this model so you can dream and have a life you love. Oh. But how was that? That was like seven minutes. That was really, yeah, but that was, um, I, I get the feeling you've explained this before. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was, a that was very, as a very concise, uh, complex structure. Right. I mean, the yes. thing is, it's like, I I understand it's very complex, but it's your approach is so it's so uh, simple and it's so direct, you know. And I know that a part of what you do is is also that like cutting the crap, you know, (laughs) like not like being completely direct. So how is that? And you're also a very like caring and nurturing and loving person. So how do you, how do you get that balance? How is it that you're able to, you know, work with people in a way that is still confrontational, but still in a very loving and kind way? Good question. So because I fundamentally really do care about, like, I'm committed to your dreams and I'm committed to everything you, like, I, I don't start coaching until I know your dreams. Mm. And then I really will just, like, that dream is, like, I had a coaching call today with a first-time client, mm-hmm. and I was like, you wrote the lamest dreams I ever heard. <laughs> like, why aren't you dreaming? Like, are you kidding Right. I do not want to like that. Does is that, does that, can you read that one again and tell me if that really inspires you? Is that the best you can do? Like, that's it. That's what you want me working for. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm snarky, funny, but love you to death. <laughs> um, I have very different style coaches in the company. Mm-hmm. I have at least 30 different coaches working mm-hmm. and um, not everyone wants the funny, you know, Jewish snarky <laughs> chick. Right, right. That you know. Granted, I I created all this, but you might prefer the male, nice, attract, you know, charming man, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, from the from the Midwest, right? So I know enough not to think everyone likes my flavor. I right. I I get that, and that's that's a good uh, you know se- self awareness trait to have. I'm curious about what it's like for you to work with people like the person you just spoke to when their dreams aren't as big as they can be. And it's like, how much of that is it our projection as teachers or guides or as coaches, uh, for what we want for the student or the, the client and not something that they maybe need or want. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. How am I not laying my version of what people should be like yeah. on, on them? Yeah. Um, oh, I, let's see, 
I stand, it's so excellence, like hearing a riveting dream, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years later, thousands and thousands of later, I'm not telling you what belongs in your dream. I can just hear whether you're dreaming or not. Mm. Right. So, and, and the body is an excellent place. Like, like if I read you the dream, you'd hear, you know, the woman already works out four times a week, but she's not happy in her body. Right. You don't hear a happy being. Right. So part of what you're so it's a good question. And I am just pushing her dream to her going like when I asked her, is this moving to you? Do you love this? And she's like, no, it's that. like I'm so you, I'm so she's so pissed at her body. Right. Mm-hmm. She has three haunting incidents that happened in her past. Yeah. Right. Like so it connects to the haunting, connects to her mother was model. Right. And was a skinny, skinny, skinny model. Right. Like so if you put all the dots together, you could go poor thing. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. I can hear her trap in her dream. Mm. Right. So it, it's it's. The first round of getting your own dreams inspiring to you, because you can hear what she doesn't want in every dream. Like, it's like the woman who goes, you know, I would like my husband to be less of a jerk is her dream. Like, I would like to like, I would like us to have fun. <laughs> really? <laughs> you would like to have fun. Doesn't sound like fun to me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Like, what's up? Like, so you go, I would like to have fun. And I go, what's really going on? is I would like to feel free with him. I would like to tell him everything. I would like to be in love in a way like we used to, where we played together, hung out, and did things. Like, that's got more dream in it. But I can hear in the one line, in the dream, you can hear the uh-oh. Ah, uh, okay. Right? Yeah. So it's, so, a, it's a matter of active listening and, and just yeah, being present. Yeah. Right. That, that, so the concern you're having is, a, I can hear why, but it, it really is pushing a person to get past their, you know, pessimism, their disappointments, right? People are so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's especially, that's a big thing even now, you know, in the current state of the world. And I find that there's a lot of people out there and even, you know, some, some of our listeners that, you know, send messages or, uh, they, they send emails or they comment. And it's a a lot of it has to do with being in a place of not being, not being happy where they are and then not knowing how to get out of that or not having a, 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 not having a, a big enough dream or a guide to be like, how, how big does this dream have to be? Or what exactly is my role in this? Then I also find that there's a lot of, complacency and a lot of sort of, uh, laziness. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm curious yeah. with your experience and, and with, you know, this book that, that you've written, how much of, of people's participation is, is important in, in their dream. I mean, I know it's, it's implicit in saying a hundred percent, but I think that some people, you know, may feel like, the the dream is so fleeting or I'm stuck, I'm unhappy, this stuff happened to me, I've had this really traumatic experience, now I'm unhappy and yeah. now you're can someone fix it? I need to get unstuck. But then when you give them advice, it's like they kind of half-ass do it, right? That was a lot of questions in one. Like I teach my coaches to take responsibility for what I call the gradient. Ooh. Right. So there's where however far in the hole you are. Right. I got divorced five years ago. I put on 85 pounds. I haven't I don't even touch myself. I right. Like, for you know, I have a kid They're They're my my whole life is that kid. But I'm they're now, you know, 15. They don't care about me anymore. They just want to go out. Right. I'm so I'm the chauffeur and I'm miserable and I don't know what's going to happen with the rest of my life. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Yes. That. Yes. That one. Uh, right. And so when I go, there's 12 different areas of life, right? What people judge themselves on are my love life, my body, my career, maybe my kids. If I, have, You know what I mean? Like okay. people are not understanding the, you know, read a book, go for a walk, have integrity. What is integrity? Get on a dating site, lose your weight. Like, so that a, a simple plan Right, there really is what a person can do to change today. Yeah, that 
that if you make it like I'll never find love again and you're 80 pounds overweight and you're not dating and you don't even touch yourself, right? Like you can use that to stay in bed and eat the Doritos. Mm, Yeah. Right. And be so sad and hate yourself. Like as if hating yourself has integrity. Yeah. Right. So there really is that like level of disappointment area you're not moving through. Yeah. The book and what I teach is that, you know, it's so much slower and simpler, right, mm-hmm. in a day-to-day, like, let's just one day at a time it. Yeah. Right? And um, Groundhog Day it, right? Like the con- that movie concept, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, at some point, it will break through, and I don't need you to change everything about your life. Let's just start with, you know, I've worked with people with serious depression, Mm-hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. to get literally the first assignment with this woman, and she's a hundred percent better now. Mm. Right. The first assignment I begged her to do was to dance for 20 minutes. Could you just put on (laughs) damn music and figure out how to dance for 20 minutes? Could you just like, I understand you're miserable. I understand everything's never turning out. I understand everything you said and your medication isn't working. Like I understand everything. Right? I hear you, but we're going to break in to your mind. And we're going to do one thing that you can't not have fun doing. Right? So, and then really, you're like, how many weeks did she have to do that before she started feeling better, before she ate, before she, like, it's so there's a gradient to get a person to change. Uh-huh. And I love that problem. Oh. That's my problem. Let me figure out how to help you make the right changes at the right time in the right way. Yeah. So that, because you are, no one wants to be a miserable pill. Yeah. No one signed up for that. And we all signed up. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Going back to our uh, sweet little Dorito eating goddess, um, (laughs) I'm just, I'm curious to, to hear your take on how much of, how this person got there is important to them getting out. That is, it's such an interesting question because when I coach someone, I go, I teach personal integrity first. Oh, okay. Right. I'm going to see if you can learn to keep the promise immediately Mm -hmm. because that's the thing that will build your confidence, your self-respect, right? You actually figure out, even if you, whatever it is, tell the truth and you know, you, you eat like, crap and you're going to stop eating like crap starting at 6 p.m. No crap after like like any movement starts to make movement right and Mm -hmm. build a level of hey I can I broke into my inner dialogue and changed something right and didn't throw the pity party laughed at myself stopped hating myself and really ate promised three apples and ate three apples today do you understand if you gave like (laughs) I'm thinking of this one writer who I helped lose 85 pounds, not in the book, a different woman. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally was like, okay, she drank Coke for breakfast. Oh, no. Like that, like you might drink coffee. <laughs> she was drinking Coca-Cola. I howled, like who even knew that you drank Coke for breakfast, right? Oh, I had no goodness. idea people did, right? <laughs> so by the time she admitted the truth, I, we discovered she has six Coca-Colas a day, Right. So one, I'm not humiliating her. I'm howling, right? We're like howling. Like, what does her inner dialogue say to get her a Coca-Cola six times a day, let alone everything else she eats? And then she starves for most of the day, right? So she had, there's a method to the madness. Okay. And so what I do with a person is I get them to start to confess their madness with a sense of humor. Can we get you down to three Cokes a day? Make sense, right? And so all of a sudden she's at, right? And obviously if you called her now and saw her, you would understand she is not drinking Coca-Cola's anymore. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So the more I got her to handle her weight was if she was really gained all that weight after that boyfriend left her, right. Though she picked the wrong boyfriend, right. So we got her to own why she, so we then go deep. Yeah. So as I get her to only have three Cokes, I then can go after when she really started being miserable Yeah. and how, you know, and then I really get her to go have the conversation with that boyfriend that she never had with him. Yeah. Right. And of course, we negotiated how much weight she had to lose before she had the conversation with him. Because she didn't want to see him fat. 
Right? Like, <laughs> humans are hysterical. So you negotiate with everything and, and you keep on making a plan that gets someone out of it. Yeah. So it's almost like this small feats, small, completing these short-term goals or these little small feats creates more confidence and then you can sort of dive deeper into the the deep-rooted issues that are there. Yeah, but I would say what the small feats are, are we have inner dialogue and most people can't, if I said, what did you think to yourself all day? Tell me what, tell me all the negative thought trains you had today, right? You're like, who, what, where, what? Right? Like, we play dumb to our own negative thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and so if you start... So what I really care about is taking over the narrative you live in. Like, yeah. you live in a narrative. What do you say <laughs> when you look in the mirror? Are you nice to that face of yours? Right? So how do you, what, what mood does that put you in? Right? So So there's a breaking into your own inner dialogue that then has you change your actions, which are those little seeds that mm-hmm. you're talking about. Right. And then once you break into your inner dialogue, you can take over. Oh, so it's really changing that internal dialogue. It's changing that inner narrative that is it's not. It's figuring out it's you and you're listening to criminals in there. Right. You are <laughs> like you are a nightmare in there. Like, who, do you, who was that? Right? right. Who said that to you? Right. Oh, that's so that's so great. Uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and this may be like, Again, something that's maybe long-winded or might be short. Why do you think that people have a hard time being honest with themselves? It might make a mess. Like, it makes messes, right? You're, you, right? But it's all the messes it'll make, right? If you tell your father the truth about X, Y, or Z, you, you blew it when you didn't say it in the moment. You then defended why you couldn't say it in the moment because of them, right? We always explain why we can't do something because of the other person. You're the reason I can't tell you the truth, right? You're the reason I can't ask for what I want. You're like, we are blamers to justify our fear, right? So we're scared of something. We're scared of saying something, facing something, anything. Fear, fear is, God, it's ugly. Okay. And it's mean. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't want anybody to know. So we lie to ourselves rather than telling the truth, which would make us do something that would be scary. Mm. Right. We're always avoiding doing something risky. Right. Risky Mm -hmm. to say it. Risky to ask for it. Risky to tell the truth about that. Mm -hmm. And do you think that that's why people make the same mistakes? Everybody here admitted they were unhappy in their jobs and they wanted more money. Right. The, the minute you admit something, it goes, well, what are you going to do about it, right? It's like the next stage, right? If you never admit it, do you ever have to really face that line? Yeah. No. Which is why the book is such a great title, Maybe It's You. Anything that's not working in your life, maybe it's you. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me is always my right line. <laughs> you know, if I didn't know you or your methods uh, or the way that, that you work in the world, it's almost like when I, when I got the book, it's like, maybe it's you, like you're the one, this is amazing, you know, but then like really thinking about it, it's like, okay, yeah, all those things, but maybe you're the problem. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. It's, I swear it's supposed to work both ways, right? Okay, like, yeah, did, you, totally. did you just get everything you wanted? Maybe it's you, right? <laughs> it works... It works for good and it works for bad. <laughs> but no, that's that we need the balance, right? We need both. Yeah, no, it is it is hysterically accurate. <laughs> Why do you so just going back on, on the this idea or the the concept of us not wanting to make a mess, why do you think Uh, it's important for us to go into those areas of our lives that are a little bit messy or let things get a little uh, shitty sometimes. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's cosmic, right? So so there's the voodoo part that's scary, right? Like the relationship, you never fix your relationship with your father, and then every boss you have coming forward reminds you of your dad or some, like, it's like there's a voodoo, woo-woo, weird component yeah. of what you haven't solved in your own history mm-hmm. is showing up in your current reality, 
right? Mm. Nine out of ten, I am sorry, I can play pin the tail on that donkey, right? Uh-oh. Right? So if you don't solve things from your past, they will show up to repeat in your future in ways you did not expect. Mm-hmm. You're dating them, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, they're your, they're your nemesis coworker, right? They're like, they show up around you, right? So the more you go and face whatever things you're hiding from, right? Never resolved, lies you never cleaned up, relationships that still kind of hurt you or haunt you. The more you resolve all of them, the more you will be shocked at like the, what it does to your current reality. Like you're not making the connection. We want it to be linear, like I don't ever have to say sorry for anything I ever did or, you know, even though you have no idea how good it would feel if someone came back and apologized and told you the truth, like you might be able to get it would change your life if that boyfriend came back, told you the truth, apologized for cheating and really asked for forgiveness. Like maybe you could understand that that would rock your world, but you would feel a 100 pounds lighter that you didn't know you weren't feeling, mm-hmm. right? And the amount of people not really making amends Right, mm-hmm. and that the only ones that are really making amends are in you know twelve step programs, and right. you know that's that's like come on, how could that be true? Yeah, right. So there's there's amazing results that happen when people start to deal with the crap they've never faced, so that it changes their current reality and your relationship to yourself. Right. So there's does that make sense? Yeah. No. Totally. Absolutely. And and. Part of, you know, I, I do a lot of, in teaching yoga, I, I also work with a lot of people in recovery and I'm always like, God, this 12 step program is, everyone should do, this should just be like part of life. Like everyone should be required to, to take these steps just for your own personal development and your own personal growth. I mean, it's, it's everything that you teach too. It's, it's all of it, you know? So I, I agree. I totally agree. Um, so I am famous. I am famous for being um, twelve steps on steroids <laughs> because because I don't believe in like like twelve step programs are really okay with like if it's gonna hurt someone, don't tell. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a place where they believe in keeping lies. Right. Ooh, that's ooh. right. Yeah. Not right. Like you cheated. You had an affair for two years. Right. And you're the person you cheated with is still. Right. And uh-huh. so you're going to the grave with that, like as if that's helping that marriage or woman or or family. Uh-huh. Right. So they're like, I'm I'm a little more gamey. Like, I really believe in the truth. Wow. Right. So it's always a line. I don't make anybody do anything. Right. But I really believe in that the truth sets you free. Yeah. That's right? power. Everybody free. Right. Like, can we stop protect? Like, come on, that woman deserves to know so she can do whatever she wants to do, even if she decides to hate you Mm. and love the husband still. Like, at least there's not like, and then I really do in over the years, I have studied where cancer comes from, like all the results of people living with lies Mm -hmm. and being lied to. Yeah. And deep secrets hidden and like where, like what happens emotionally, physically, and in people's life stories as a result of, of the masquerade. And, and I swear it will change everything if people start telling the truth or asking for the truth or stop living in their lives, right? It's the greatest healer on earth. Wow. But it's a real hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's so confronting. Look at you. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it, that funny? It, it is. It because is, it's it's so. I mean, you feel that it's it's powerful. It's truly, truly powerful. So, just to kind of just continue on on this topic, and it, it speaks to to this a little bit. Is if you think there is a difference between settling and compromise. And what's the difference if there is? Oh, I love I love this question. Um, I read it and saw this, and I thought it was brilliant. Um, compromise is two equal people coming up with giving up what they have to give up to to meet in the middle. It's it's like actual mutual respect, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone understands there's compromise. Yeah. Right. Obviously, I, it, the world is not according to me, so my husband and I constantly have to compromise in order to really make each other happy. Right? So mm-hmm. happiness is the union, is a compromise and a union. 
settling is when you don't like what you gave up and you're going to keep it like you're actually going to, you know, have some covert hostility, like you settled, right? You surrendered something that, like, it wasn't a compromise, mm-hmm. right? If you compromise, you per- you understand why you gave up what you gave up. If you settle, you just gave up. Mm-hmm. And usually when you settle, it's it's why you get divorced, right? It's why it comes back. You don't, se- we don't settle well, mm-hmm. right? We really don't. Yeah, no. Right? It's, we, we, we get, if you want to know what hauntings are, they're where you settled. Ooh. Oh, that's good. <laughs> right? You didn't say something. You didn't do something, and it's still haunting you. Yeah. Oh, you tried to settle. <gasps> oh, that's so true. <laughs> it's so true. It's so yeah, true. Cool that. No, I'm we like, don't settle well. at all. And I'm like sitting yeah. here like thinking, I'm just like making mental notes. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to dive into this, this one little thing <laughs> happening right now. This is so true. It's a, you brilliant, know? it's a brilliant question. And then if you can't find a compromise that you respect, yeah, right. And then it only feels like settling. It just means you're not, you're not with the right person mm. or in the right, like it's like, and no one ever likes to leave. Yeah. Whatever it is, if it's a business, it, like it, people don't like to face failure or that you and I couldn't make it work. Mm-hmm. But if I walk away feeling like I settled, then I'm going to, it's, it's not, it, that is, that is a failure in a way that will get you later. Whereas if we both feel like we walked away and we compromised, then we both respect each other. Yeah. So respect would be the exchange rate. Oh, I like that. I like that. Right. Yeah. I still respect you and thank Yes, we compromised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of self-awareness and confidence to have two adults have that conclusion. Yes. Oh, my God. I, you know, I have a job because I, I help people figure that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a long standing career. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so going into the topic of transformation, uh, part of, you know, the question in yoga and meditation and and wellness and and coaching and these practices is about creating transformation, transforming uh, one one thing, uh, one area in your life or your whole life as a result of changing something. So typically uh, to see far, we have to be willing to look close. So the question is, in what area of your life have you chosen to look closer? Oh, I, so I am always so I have a group of eight women and we are always like, and I, I I'm going to, I'm going to spell this out because it's such a great game that, that you like, if your listeners want to design something, this is the best. So me and my like seven other women <clears throat> meet every six weeks and we do homework, right? We do a homework assignment, right? That is working on ourselves. Okay. And we're, and then we team up, we have buddies, right? And, and then every broken promise, that we make for the game. Like if we make a game, we always make a game. The game is like to advance something in our lives. Okay. Right. And every broken promise, like I didn't go to the gym or whatever, you know, I'm making it simple, but whatever you didn't keep a promise is $10 in the pot. Right. Mm. So it's like make a difference gambling. (laughs) Right. So you understand the eight girls throw in, you know, we have gotten pots up to about 1200 (laughs) bucks. Oh right? It's awesome. So, so we're right. So all the broken promise money goes into the pot. Okay. And, um, and then the greatest results from the team, like the best team wins, right? And we all vote and we meet every six weeks and we have buddies. It's the hottest game in town, right? Wow. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. I never stop work this, like I never stop working on myself. Right. Right. And then I do it with a gang of hot chicks that were all like <laughs> crazy into working on ourselves. Um, Elena Brower was in the group for about, I don't know, two or three years. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it was so much fun. Right. Yeah. So it's anyway. Um, but the latest thing we've been working on is studying fear versus love. Mm. Right. And could you re- like and and fear when when someone says fear, you it's not like you're scared there's a bear outside. Right. Or I'm scared to go out and, you know, at 12 o'clock in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's some kind of fear. But many people like so we're studying fear like like when you like anger is fear. Mm-hmm. Right. 
like go deep into fear and you will find lots of reactions and the way you look at the world as fear-based. And even your love is fear-based. Like, so what would love be without any fear in it at all? Right? So if you're like, what am I studying? I'm like, I'm trying to find my belly button on that. <laughs> Where is it? You get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wish me luck. Yeah. It's excellent. Oh, that's so great. I love that. I love to hear great teachers and leaders like yourself say that because I think often what happens when you get into a position of authority and, and you have credibility, I mean, you've been doing this for over two decades, you know, and sometimes people get into this mindset of like, well, I have it all figured out, so I don't need to work on myself anymore. I've seen it, you know? Oh, yeah, that's not true. I teach promises and consequences. Like I teach, I have promises and consequences. And if you're waiting for the day, I don't have, like I have promises and consequences and everyone knows them, including my children and I need them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There, I am not. (laughs) So I want to be respectful of your time. I only have a couple more questions. Uh, Is that okay? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Um, So this is for again this is a this is a personal question for you in what area of your life do you feel the most free I feel the most free in my marriage mm. right like I yeah in my marriage I I've never like I can't even believe how much I'm still in love with my husband after 20 years Oh. Right. And how much fun we're still having, having three kids like we did. We haven't blown it at all yet at all. Right. And no one thinks, you know, we're not you know, we don't have anything fixed or handled, but it is really special. So that's my favorite. But, you know, that's like the if you're like, what's your greatest thing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my marriage. Wow. I love that. Uh, yeah. Hashtag relationship goals. Yeah. And that's... I think, you know, my my dream to teach people like to believe in the love of their life and that it is possible, right? And that is is comes from finding him and having that. Mm. Right. So, so so having that experience and and the knowledge and every and how you've grown obviously together as one unit and also as individuals, what kind of advice can you give the people out there who are looking for that special someone and maybe feel like it's never going to happen for them. So I, I swear my next book is, it's very simple, but it, it cuts to the chase, right? So I say you have three main competing voices, right? Head, heart, and hoo-ha. <laughs> okay? okay. And if you lay out what your head wants, like, and your head. You know, how much money does he make? Do I really like, like the head? You know, is she smart enough? Did she, right? So the head, do, does she want three kids? The head has to know what it really, really wants over time. The heart is yummy feeling, security. Your heart knows what it really wants and trusts. And, you know, if everybody, God forbid, died on planet Earth and you were stuck alone with that one person, you're good, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're all the best. If you heard you have to sleep with him for the rest of your life or her, you're like, that's going to be okay. I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> so, all, right. I literally just, I literally just got that. that and <laughs> like, oh, okay. I got it. We're good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, you know, we both want monogamy. Is he into a little extra? Does, am I allowed? What, like, like clear on all <laughs> truths. Right. <laughs> got that. The amount people that, and then, Next part is figure out your deal breakers for each. Yeah. Okay. And then the next part is know your history and your parents so you know how you screw it up. Oh. Right? Like, oh, my God. Like, if you actually knew, understood me. And I think it might be. No, I don't think it's in the book. Like, my head and my heart were happy with the guy. My hoo-ha was always bored out of its gourd. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And so I was always selling out on my hoo-ha. Yeah. Right. And then I would break, we would break up because sadly we would break up because I wasn't ready. And then I would go banging along, <laughs> satisfying my hoo-ha for a bunch of months. And then I would get back in the, you know, in the heart and head business. 
Yeah. Right. And so, right, miserably. And I did that pattern over and like the the thing I have found is that people are repeating. It, you figure out if you do your history in the in in the way I teach the method. If you do your history of head, heart, and hoo ha, you can see how you sell out over time and always have. Mm-hmm. And the theories you have for your head, your heart, and your who I can never get tied because right, like each voice. And then my joke is that they're like delegates, right? Like, like the head always beats out the heart and the hoo ha. Like, who's winning? Tell the truth about the power in the that business. And then the final H, right? Then I have the fourth H. So head, heart, and hoo ha. And then the final H is hunt. Mm. You know, you would. No one thinks you don't have to hunt for a job. No one thinks you don't have to hunt for an apartment. No one thinks you don't have to hunt for a college. No one thinks you don't have to hunt even for a best friend. Okay, stop being wimps about hunting for a lover <laughs> or a partner. Get good at hunting. Yeah. How is that not a duh? Right? So that's basically my... And then, and then don't sell out, right? Yeah. Stay with them for at least a year. And then do the ratings again. Don't lie about the ratings. And then the next thing is be able to walk away when you know that one of the ratings is telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Then the next part is people don't let go. Yeah. They stay in it too long. Well, they really want, they're really in a sellout, Mm. right? They like the head and the heart are there, but the hoo-ha is sad, (laughs) right? And most most people walk down the aisle knowing where they're selling out. Like most people know the sellout as like uh, what did we? I did a statistic of all the clients that I've ever co- that we ever coached at Handel that got divorced. Eighty mm-hmm. percent of them knew why they were going to divorce their husband when they were walking down the aisle. Wow, walking down the aisle, walking down the aisle. Wow, they're like hoping that the sex gets better. It's okay. We only sleep together three times a month. Really, that's okay oh with you. Yes, he's so great. He's such a good man. Right? Really? (laughs) Really? So So why don't we just have some more sex? I don't want to. Right? Right? Like, what's up? Yeah. So, it, it, you know, so going deeper into all the truth about that inner dialogue and facing everything will get a person to hunt better. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's so good. Please, Lauren, can you write that book? Like, uh, I'm on it. I'm so honored. Soon. As, so, as soon as people buy this book, they will. Every right? single person listening to this podcast is going to go out and get that book because it's going to change their lives, guaranteed. Yes, I guaranteed oh for sure. Maybe it's you. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's you. you. It's yeah, brilliant. It's brilliant. You. you will love it. It is funny. I finally got the voice right. It's excellent. I can't wait. I really cannot wait. Um, final question for you before yeah. I, I let you go. Part yeah. of the the reason why I created this podcast is to create a forum for people to come to get information or to get inspired or to spark their creativity or to feel more connection. Radically loved it comes from the idea that we are all radically loved. We are supported by God, by Mother Nature, by force, yeah. by whatever it is. You're the the higher power of your understanding. We are radically loved and we're supported. So my, my question to you is, there, there's two questions. The first one is, how do you feel radically loved? And the next question is, what do you radically love? So I feel like the luckiest girl on earth because I get to shepherd this, you know, methodology into the world, mm-hmm. right? And I'm a bit of a goofball, right? So I feel very blessed like this little chiquita gets to do that right <laughs> i'm i like and i know it and i know i know it and then i get you know i can't yeah. write i can't do this I and then i get to get so and then the amount of people around me who love me and let like support me and support the mission of re- getting it out in the world yeah. is like i am so radically loved mm. right that is like high as a kite i couldn't mm-hmm. be higher from anything than the than the privilege yeah Okay. Um, and then what do I radically love? Um, God, I really love hearing a person's tell, like when someone fills out their homework, the 12 areas, da, 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 and everything like that, when a person tells their life story from guts that I demand, right, I fall in love with, I like get to fall in love with that person. Mm. Right. My husband thinks I am a love junkie. Right. Like you, you, like the amount of love I live on is oh, yeah. offensive. Oh. It's offensive. 
It's offensive, right? I get to be loved and give love. I am offensive, right? I am a junkie. <laughs> and, it, and radical love. love is great, right? It's, 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 it's good. Yeah. So where can people listening to this podcast, where can they go to get more information about you and what you do and your method and your book? Please tell us where to go to get more. So maybe it's you on Amazon, right? Maybe it's you. Uh, is you can pre-order, there's, yeah, you can pre-order the book, uh, depending on when this comes out, but uh, the book is on sale starting April 4th, and then the company and the website is Handel Group, H-A-N-D-E-L group.com, right, so Handel Group, Mm -hmm. and um, we have, you know, we're giving it away at the Handel Group, right, we got everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great, and we're going to have all of those Uh, links hooked up to the show notes so people can just go and listen to this podcast and they can just click the links and they can go directly to get the book and go to the Handel method and learn more about Lauren and everything that she's doing. Do you hang out on social media at all? Oh, really? You're going for my nerve? Um, (laughs) Oh, you're really, you're just going straight for it, are you? Okay. Um, my company does. Okay. My company does. Okay. Right. My company does. And I approve everything that goes out. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and this community and for all the work that you're doing, the thousands of articles that you've written, the hundreds and thousands of people, even millions, I could say that you've helped through the 20 years of your career and for inspiring me and for impacting my life and how I'm doing what I'm doing. I just have nothing but gratitude and appreciation and I radically love you and I really hope that you come back on the show and do it again. Oh my God. Thank you. This was awesome. Nice. You had me at hello. I'll come back tomorrow. I feel very loved. Thanks, Lauren. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit www.radicallylove.com forward slash podcast to read all about today's guests or past guests. You can click on any of the links or for more information, you can always follow me on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or Twitter at Rosie Acosta and let us know what you thought.